Hello everyone, my name's Sandra. And I'm Allison. And welcome to the second official episode of Brainwaves. week we talked about the history of mental health and of stamina and the different things that we've been trying to do. Well, not really trying because we've done them. So this week we're going to be talking about different stressors and stigma that surrounds mental health. So we forgot to mention this, but Stamina's Brainwaves episodes release every week, but they alternate. So last week was a long episode, and they're usually going to be like around 30 minutes or so. This week is a short episode, so it's going to be about 15 minutes. So next week we're going to have a long episode, and it's just going to keep alternating like that for the rest of the season. This is definitely going to be an episode that everyone can relate to. So we're going to go super rapid fire, talking really quickly about like eight different stressors and how those can affect mental health. So the first stressor is time management. This is definitely one that regardless of who you are, you can definitely relate to. I just feel like people our age have to balance so many different things. Like for me, it's like school with stamina, with other projects and community service work that I do. And for a lot of other people, like they have part-time jobs or they have responsibilities at home and even just school like even if you're just a student I feel like a lot of times like teachers and school staff don't understand just how much work that can be yeah people really have the pressure that they have to do the best in every little thing that they do and all that really piles on creating this bubble where people can be really stressed Yeah, exactly. It really does contribute to stress. And I know like when we did this day in a research study, literally every single person we talked to, when we asked them like what were the factors that contributed to poor mental health, they talked about we are so stressed out. Every single person, whether it was in a rural or urban area, whether they were a freshman or a senior, every single person was experiencing a ridiculous amount of stress. And I feel like what also plays into that a little bit is procrastination. I know that I procrastinate all the time. Oh man, yeah. That procrastination high where like you can't really do anything effectively unless you know that there's like only 10 minutes for you to do it adds on to the stress that you have. Definitely. So I feel like we're all kind of procrastinators. I don't think I know a single person who's not. And that really contributes to stress as well. Even though I feel like I am more productive when I procrastinate, it's still not good because I'm super stressed out, staying up until like two or three, trying to get that stuff done. In fact, right now I'm procrastinating on studying for my government test about Britain by recording a podcast instead. So that's really a big one. It's one of the overarching ones where all these different things contribute to the time pressure because it's just like I'm being pulled in a million different directions and I just like don't have enough hours in the day to do all the stuff I'm supposed to do. So this next one is part of that. It's academic concerns and school and grades where I feel like we just have really heavy workloads just from school alone. So whoever you are, whether school is a priority for you or not, there's always expectations either from ourselves or our family members or our teachers to do really well in school and to get good grades. And that causes a lot of stress because if that's just not your thing or if five of your teachers decide to give you a test in one day, then it's really tough to be able to balance all of that and get all that stuff done and meet other people's expectations. And part of that stress from schoolwork stems from what we think we're going to do in the future. And that's the next factor that we wanted to talk about is uncertain identities and plans for the future. 
Right now, I feel like I'm supposed to have my life planned 20 years out in advance when someone asks me, oh, like, what do you want to do or what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm just like, I have no idea. Uh, I'm 17 years old. Even starting like from freshman year when you're literally 13 or 14, people are asking you, what are you going to do in the future? Like, what do you want to be? And then there, there's so much pressure to like figure it all out right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do until junior year. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I thought you were always in the mechanics. Well, not exactly like mechanical engineering. Like, I didn't really know. Like I was trying to like play out with different fields. And so I kind of felt like I was behind because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And that kind of really stressed me a lot because I was like, oh man, I'm going to fail in life. But of course, that is not the situation at all. Right, exactly. I feel like we all kind of feel like that sometimes. Especially for people who like have it more together and they are like, oh yeah, of course I know what I'm going to be doing in 30 years. I'm like, well, that stresses me out because then I feel like I'm like losing out. I'm falling yeah. behind. I'm like, maybe I'm not taking the right classes or maybe I'm not gonna do the right thing after high school or after college or whatever. Part of what makes that so stressful is social pressures. And that's the next factor is pressure from friends and from other people. Just the people around you can really, really contribute to stress and to mental health challenges. As high school students, sometimes we're all just like trying to make sure we fit in. It really sucks that there is so much stigma around mental health because there really shouldn't be saying I'm struggling with stress or I'm struggling with anxiety or I'm struggling with depression or ADHD or OCD or whatever mental health challenge it is that you're experiencing. It's just like saying, oh, I broke my leg or oh, I have the flu. It's the exact same thing. It's just something that you're experiencing. Mental and physical health are so connected and so related. So it really sucks that we have so much difficulty talking about mental health. And I still sometimes, I've been doing mental health advocacy for two or three years since sophomore year. And I still have trouble sometimes starting conversations about mental health because I feel like it might have negative social effects. So the next big thing that ties into that social pressure is social media, because I feel like it's one of the biggest sources of social pressure. When I'm scrolling through Instagram or looking on Twitter, everyone's life looks perfect and that creates unrealistic expectations. Exactly. And another thing with social media is this idea around superficial relationships. And so whenever I first got social media, especially Instagram, you see people like following you, like that are around you. And then like they might like your pictures, they might comment. And then you see them in school and you're walking by each other in the hallway and like, try to say hi and they don't even look at you. There's this whole different attitude online than there is in person that can mess with how you deal with different relationships. I've heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but like I've heard that you can only really have like 100 real friends. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like people have over a thousand followers. Yeah, and like I'm sure some people definitely do have really strong relationships with all those people, but I know like probably for the average person, it's tough to maintain relationships and friendships with more than a few people, honestly. So I feel like sometimes, especially like if there's an expectation to like comment on someone's post or like like their post, then that can create superficial relationships where you're following all these people who maybe like they're friends of friends of friends of friends and you barely know each other and you kind of see each other a little bit, but you never really talk in person at all. Yeah, exactly. You look at your follower account and you're like, oh, I have all these followers. Why don't I feel like I have real dependable friends? 
It's almost like false expectations for like what your social life is like quote unquote supposed to look like on social media versus what you feel it actually is. I think another big part of social media is like people's finstas. Those are sometimes really good because they're good places for people to just talk to their close friends. But then I know I've seen posts where like people are posting about how they're really sad or stressed out and there's not a single person who comments on it. It's just yeah. you're just kind of, I feel like because there's so much stigma around mental health, a lot of people maybe see that and maybe want to say something or want to intervene, but they just kind of don't know how to do it and they just like scroll past it and try to ignore it. So that's kind of talking about relationships with friends and we've gone super rapid fire because this is one of our short episodes. We'll probably do more episodes on each of these things in the future where we go more in depth and hopefully have even more of your all stories on ways that you've experienced these. But just kind of recap where we are so far. We talked about time pressure, we talked about academic concerns, identity and future plans, social pressures and social media. So we kind of talked a lot about what it means to be a changer right now and what our lives are like and what our lives with our friends are like. Um, I think now it's time to talk a little bit about relationships. Not just like peer and friend relationships, but also like family relationships too. So one of the big factors that can really cause stress is your family. Whether it's just they're being annoying, I have sisters, I know sometimes they can really get under my skin, or whether something more severe, more serious is happening at home. That can be a really huge factor because you're basically around those people all the time. For me, my parents weren't born here, and so if I were to say, oh, I'm having a, an issue mentally, they would look at me and they'd probably think I was making it up, right? They wouldn't believe it just because that's something that they grew up knowing, like mental health isn't really something that they should pay that much attention to. That's a big thing that we saw in the study is that really everyone has mental health stigma pretty much, but especially people who are minorities and people who have recently immigrated, we saw that a lot of them talked about how there was so much stigma around mental health in their community. It was still super taboo and they didn't feel comfortable even saying the words or talking to their family about it because they were expected to just always you know, be strong or put on a brave face. So another thing that can definitely cause stress is romantic relationships too. Usually like relationships in high school or middle school are people's first relationships. Like sometimes there may not be really healthy dating relationships. And we've all probably seen it, whether you've experienced yourself or whether it's a friend or just someone you know, um, those can be really toxic to mental health as well. And finally, a really big one when it comes to relationships, we talked about your peers and your friends, talked about family, we talked about romantic relationships, but one of the biggest ones is our relationships with ourselves. I feel like a lot of people our age don't really have very healthy self-image. A lot of people have really low self-esteem and like haven't really accepted, like maybe accepted who they are, or, like have a sense of like their strengths and they aren't really confident. Yeah, exactly. Like not having a good self-image really ties into your mental health and that could really just affect who you are as a whole person like I know for myself not having that good self-image has really decreased my confidence. I feel like it's something that so many of us have really experienced and struggle with. So we've just covered a lot and I know we did that like super fast but the last thing we wanted to talk about that can cause stress is high expectations and this is something that we've really referenced through all the other ones but I feel like there are so many both internal and external expectations for us to succeed in school or extracurricular activities or sports or work or whatever else that you do but there's also a lot of outside pressures too. Yeah we kind of already talked about this a lot but definitely pressures from your coaches your peers, your family, or even your bosses, just to really exceed in every little thing that you do can really become tiring and put a strain on your mental health. 
We just spent a long time talking about all these like million different things that are affecting your mental health. So it's not surprising that when all of these little things build and build and build on each other, then that really causes people to struggle a lot. Pretty much, like we said, everyone is stressed and that can be really negative and really toxic for your mental health. So we're gonna do a whole episode on this, but we wanted to just talk about some different positive coping mechanisms and ways to deal with these stressors before we sign off. But then we promise we're gonna do a long episode on these as well. If you can feel yourself falling into a hole, talk to a close friend, talk to you know a teacher, talk to your mom and dad. Um, if you don't like any of that, then ask your parents or someone close to you to help you get in contact with a therapist so you can you know talk to them and they can help you. I'd say if you had struggled with it before, be aware of the signs, like you're going out less or you're eating less or you're eating too much. You know, being aware of kind of your habits and the way they change. I think just be aware of your situation. Just notice when you're thinking more negatively all the time. And like if it affects your like daily life, then yeah, you need to think about like what's going on. I think you really need to be in tune with yourself and know your own feelings, understand yourself as a person, and then that will help you to be more aware of your own mental health. I think a way to avoid having future issues with your mental health would be to lead a healthy lifestyle as far as um, physical health and even just emotional health and avoiding um, toxic relationships that can kind of cloud your mindset. You could like look at not having as much stress. Like I know a lot of people here like pile on AP tests and like pile on AP classes and like 90 extracurriculars that they can't really handle and then they find themselves like falling behind and like dealing with those stresses. So I think that would be like one of the main things. You have to be very vocal about it. Don't hide and think that you're weird because you're going through something that someone else has probably gone through. If you could just go ahead and list as many positive coping mechanisms that you have used or your friends have used. Uh, poetry, solitude, talking to friends, talking to a counselor who isn't part of your family, talking to siblings, any kind of art- artistic expression and sort of avoiding justifying whatever you're doing at the moment. I mean, there's a lot that comes to mind when it comes to coping mechanisms, yeah. yeah. Um, mine are more of like writing, knitting, and then like binge watching a lot of like shows or like just anything, like YouTube videos, just anything to get my mind off of things. And then a lot of times like, me and my friends will hang out like after a really stressful event or something like that like after AP testing we're about to hang out and just like hopefully just like let everything loose. I think there's a lot of things that you could do personally. I know someone who journals when they're kind of you know in a funk and it like lets them write down their thoughts and how they feel. And just developing hobbies that don't require you to totally you know be thinking too much. So those are some really great positive cope mechanisms. Really fast meditation. Headspace has some really good meditations if you want to check them out. Mm-hmm. There are also like some free ones as well. Headspace is free, I think for your first 10, but there are things like Calm, or you can also listen to Headspace's Spotify playlist. They have a bunch of free ones that you can just listen to over and over because it's on Spotify. 
So meditation, taking time for yourself, doing things you enjoy, exercise. That's been one of the best things for my mental health is to start exercising every single day. Exercising for, I believe it's something like 20, 23 minutes gives you like 12 hours of better mood. So just exercising, not even for that long. I even found that when I don't have time, like literally just five or 10 minutes of like going on a walk or going for a quick jog or just like jumping around in my room can really improve my mood as well. So spending time with friends and family, talking things out with friends and family and finding a hobby. Negative coping mechanisms that you should really try to avoid are just ignoring it and pushing it down. That's a really common one is just kind of avoid the problem, but that can be really toxic. And unfortunately, substance use and self-harm are common as well. Those are really negative ways to cope. So we encourage you guys to really try to utilize positive mechanisms. All right, so thank you all so much for tuning into this super rapid fire episode. We talked about all the different stressors that can contribute to mental health issues. We really encourage you guys to leave a review, leave comments on what stresses you out the most. We also really encourage you guys to think about our coping mechanisms and try to utilize positive ones to deal with stress and deal with anxiety. So next week we'll be discussing stigma, so tune in for that. It's gonna be a really cool episode tackling a really, really important topic We've been referencing stigma throughout all these episodes, so we really want to make sure to spend a lot of time on it. It's going to be a long episode and tackle it in our next one. Again, make sure to share this podcast with your friends. Let us know if you have anything that you want to hear in the comments. All right. Thank you guys. Have a great week. And make waves through mental health. Bye, guys.